Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Positivity and Prosperity podcast. I hope today is a fabulous day. Um, If you are listening to this episode, you might actually be about to hear the answer to one of your questions because in this episode, I am going to be answering your burning questions all about mindset and manifestation. And what I've done is some of these are gonna be super specific and others are going to be because a number of people ask me similar types of questions. Now, if you've ever got a question around mindset, mindset, manifestation, BWRT, how to change a limiting belief, how to build self-worth, self-confidence, change your money beliefs. If you can't find that in this episode, then please feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at victoria.maskell. If this is your first time listening to one of my podcast episodes, then welcome to the podcast family. But you can always get in touch with me either via Instagram or to, if you send me an email, if you're not on social media, just send that to my email address, which is victoria at victoriamaskell.com. So today's episode, I'm going to be answering all of those juicy questions about mindset, manifestation, signs from the universe, and I hope you love it. So let's go straight into them. Right, I just have to have my questions in front of me. So hopefully if you sent one of these questions or a very similar one, this is going to give you your answers. Okay, right, first question then. Question was, or variations of the question was, should I focus on one manifestation at a time or can I manifest more than one thing at once? Love this question. Now, if you're thinking about goal setting, there are lots of different schools of thought on that. Some people say, you know, be laser focused, focus in on one thing at a time, achieve that and then move on to the next one. Other people will say, no, goals should be more broad. You should have um, personal development goals, life goals, relationship goals, money goals, health and fitness goals, and you should have all of these different goals so it fits all different areas of your life. Now, just that can be quite confusing. So when it comes to manifestation, I think there is that same sort of overwhelm and confusion. Should I be setting an affirmation, setting a goal, doing my visualizations all about the same thing? Or could I have five different visualizations and different sets of affirmations and do journaling on different things? I completely get why this question has come up. So I'm going to give you my take on it. So if you've asked this sort of question, I want to ask you a question. You see, it's very interactive here. I know this is a podcast and I'm not right there with you at this moment when you're on your walk or in the car or or doing something in the house. But if you've been thinking this question about, "Mm, can I manifest more than one thing? Do I have to focus? I want to ask you, what feels best for you? What are you like as a person? Are you the kind of person that really has to compartmentalize things and you have to focus on one task at a time? Um, An example of this might be, when you're doing some work, are you the kind of person that has to have silence or you put focus music on or you have to sort of almost put blinkers on and say, right, I'm gonna do this now, then I'm gonna move on to that. Or are you the kind of person that likes to work with music, you like hustle bustle kind of atmospheres, you're absolutely okay multitasking, you can jump from one thing to another and actually that gives you excitement, it gives you variety. What type of person are you? What works best for you? What feels good for you? Because 
manifestation is all about what feels good. Now, if I said, right, you must only manifest one thing at a time. Do not focus on anything else until you have manifested that. That could be great for some people. They might be like, oh my gosh, that feels so clear. That feels so organized. I know what I'm doing. That makes me feel really good. I feel like I'm doing things correctly. Now, for that person, that's going to raise their vibration. Their mindset is going to be focused. They're going to be laser focused. And it's likely that they're going to manifest whatever that is very quickly. They're going to get into alignment with it. It's going to show up. That's going to be amazing. Then you're gonna have person B, who when they're told, only do it like this, feels stuck and frustrated. And that doesn't feel good. And that feels maybe boring or restrictive or limiting. That is not going to have the same impact on their manifestations because of the way they perceive it, their belief systems and the way they feel about it. So I truly believe there are no limits on manifestations other than the ones we place on them. So if I flipped that and said, right, I think it's actually best that you try and manifest five things at once. Person B is gonna love that. They're gonna be like, yes, okay, this is my money goal. This is my personal development goal. This is where I wanna live. This is my travel goal. Oh my gosh, I can see all these things coming together. I can visualize them all together. They're gonna feel energized. They're gonna feel excited. They're gonna be like, yes, I'm ready for this. But person A, that's not gonna work for them. They're gonna be like, hang on a minute, this is really confusing. Should I be journaling on this manifestation? Should I be saying affirmations on that manifestation? So what I want you to think about is I want you to think about whether having loads of manifestation goals at one time makes you feel overwhelmed or excited versus having just one thing to focus on at a time, whether that makes you feel restricted or whether that makes you feel calm and clear and focused, because that is what it's more about. You've heard, if you've listened to this podcast, you've heard me say that phrase that's taken from Abraham Hicks, that it's as easy to manifest a castle as it is a button. Now, the science behind this is not something I'm gonna go into in this episode. I've got loads of episodes on the science of manifestation. I've even got a whole on-demand course. If you really wanna dive into the science of manifestation, then the science of manifestation uncovered, my on-demand course will be perfect for you. Um, If that's something you want to know more about, just, just drop me an email. I'll try and leave the link in the show notes as well. So we know from the science of manifestation that there's no difference. It's all the same process. Whether that's manifesting something like a castle that you think, oh my God, it's huge, it's picturesque. That's, there's no way I, that could just turn up. Versus a button, which you see as small, potentially insignificant, potentially easy to manifest. So when it comes to whether you choose one thing at a time or you can focus on lots of things, it's much more about how you feel about it. So check in with yourself, try things, be like, okay, this week I'm going to focus on one particular manifestation goal. And you might get really into that and you might be feeling ease and doing these visualizations or meditating. You might just find you get into such a flow, you love it. Equally, play around with the idea of 
trying to have different manifestation goals and see if you enjoy doing different visualizations or if you find it really fun and exciting to combine them. Because it might be that the different manifestation goals are actually linked in some way, shape or form. So let's say you had one, one that was money related, one that was lifestyle, one that was travel and one that was physical health and fitness. You might actually start visualizing yourself traveling somewhere amazing, eating incredible food, feeling really good in your body. You might be walking along a beautiful sunny beach with the water lapping at your ankles. You might feel strong in your body, calm in your mindset, and you might reflect and think, wow, my business, my career is going so well. Money is just flowing to me. I am so grateful that I have this opportunity to take this time to be in nature, to be on this holiday, to be traveling. And actually what you've done in that is you've put all of those manifestations together in a visualization. Because the point of a visualization is to see that it's already done to put yourself into the shoes of the version of you who already has it. Now, there's no reason why you would just have to visualize the travel or just have to visualize the abundance or just have to visualize feeling really good in your body. Because in that quick example, they all linked really nicely, didn't they? So I hope that answers your question. Um, Just to summarize it, decide what feels best for you. There are no limits on manifestations, just the ones we place on ourselves. And check in whether you feel overwhelmed, restricted, calm, organized, and play around with what feels best for you. Okay, second question. Right, this question, or again, there were lots of different questions around money mindset, money beliefs. So I kind of summarized it into, how do I start to change my beliefs around money? I love talking about money and I love talking about money because money is energy. Money, again, like that castle and button analogy, it's the same stuff, but so many of us struggle. And the reason I'm a money mindset coach is because I needed this stuff. When I started my business, I was really blocked around money. I had a lot of guilt, a lot of shame, a lot of, I don't deserve these good things, I haven't worked hard enough for them, I really hated conversations around money, I would be saying, oh no, 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 it's fine, we'll just do that as a free session. And there was a lot of stuck energy around money. So how do you start to change your beliefs around money? The first thing you have to do is open up to what your money beliefs are. We've all got stories, we've all got beliefs, we've all got expectations around everything, and money is just one of those. So to understand how to start to change them, you need to know where they are. You need to know what they are. You need to imagine that you are going to a beautiful bookshelf in your mind. You can almost do this as a little visualization or if you're into meditation. Imagine the most beautiful library. So maybe this is somewhere in your house, maybe this is outdoors. There's beautiful decoration and the biggest bookshelf you have ever imagined. And I want you to imagine feeling drawn towards books that are around your money story. And I want you to imagine just taking a book from that shelf and just letting it fall open and observing what's there. And maybe as you're doing this, as you're listening to this right now, things are coming up like money doesn't grow on trees. I don't deserve to have lots of money. 
I feel guilty for having more than I need. Or maybe it's stories around rich people are greedy. More money equals more problems in my life. Money is stressful. Money's hard to come by. Money doesn't come to people like me. I'm not a rich person. I don't know how to make money. And actually, that's an amazing starting point because you can't change something if you don't know what it is. So maybe pause this audio, pause this um, podcast and actually do that activity to help you start to uncover. Imagine that books are falling off the shelf and they're just opening up and they're just showing you what you need. Maybe these are events from your childhood. Now, the funny thing is, I've obviously done a lot of work on this myself. I've done a lot of um, hypnosis and BWRT. Um, I've done some self-reflection, journaling, scripting, you, you name it. I've probably done it. And for me, I, I don't have that many direct memories about money. And what I mean by that is it's, it's not uncommon to have feelings around money, but not direct memories. I have a few. Um, some people have loads. Some people can remember conversations that their parents had around money. They can remember conversations with friends at school. They can remember watching TV programs, feeling a certain way, um, maybe being told, no, you can't have that. We can't afford things like that. Or conversations about other family members and, and discussing their personality traits and linking that to money. There's there's so much stuff. But for me, I didn't really have that many. I remember having an RTT session with um, one of my coaching friends. And this is one of the amazing things about being a coach and having loads of coaching friends. I've always got someone in my toolkit that I can be like, can we have a session on this? Because I have a coach. In fact, I have many coaches, <laughs> different coaches for different things. And that is because you often need someone else to ask you really good questions or hold space for you to think and feel and process things. So when you are thinking about changing your money beliefs, start thinking about key money memories. Um, I love answering that question. Like, okay, I want you to do this, just the first thing that comes up. For me, money is fill in the blank. For me, rich people are fill in the blank. The reason I can't be massively wealthy is, oh, now as I said that, the first thing that came into my head was it's too hard. Now, the phrase massively wealthy will mean different things to different people. Massively wealthy to someone might be, I don't know, having an income of 50,000 a year. For someone else, it might be 10 million a year. The numbers don't matter. What matters is your feelings around these things. So when you've got this idea of what your money beliefs are, what your stories are, your emotions around money, I want you to look at what's not serving you for the current version of you, or, or maybe I would say the new version of you that you want to step into. So most of the time when people come to see me, whether this is for BWRT, BWRT coaching, standalone coaching, something doesn't feel good in their life. And it might be nine things in their life are amazing. And then there's that one little piece. Now, if that's money, if you're feeling that frustration, that sort of stuck energy, it's not coming to you and you can't work out why, there's obviously a new version of you that you want to step into. So maybe this is the person who's really confident attracting clients. 
Maybe this is the person who is going for that new job, they are up leveling, they are going for a pay rise, you are starting a new job, a new business, there's a new version. And maybe this is the abundant you where money flows, where money is an everyday thing. Whatever it is, there's a new version of self that you want to step into. So I want you to look at what came up when those books were falling off the shelf and you were seeing and being shown your memories and experiences and things. Which of those is out of alignment with that version of you who has money flowing to them, who always has more than enough? who lives in abundance, who feels confident confident around money, who feels confident with conversations around money. Where are you out of alignment? And then I want you to start seeing those old beliefs as exactly that. I want you to see them as old. Picture them, maybe um, picture the books. Um, I might do a, a money meditation on this because I can kind of see that just off the cuff, I'm coming up with some ideas. So um, let me know if you'd like me to create one of those. But Maybe you are starting to see those books crumbling. You're, you're going to pick them up and they're just disintegrating in your hands because they're old, they're outdated. Um, maybe you can start to recognize as some of these memories or beliefs are actually someone else's. It's quite common for us to take on other people's experiences and beliefs, especially with money. If you think about your parents or your guardians, what was money like for them growing up? Because that will have shaped their experiences and beliefs and stories, which will have then shaped the way they spoke to you about it, which will have then shaped your beliefs. Now, at any point, you can change this. Neuroplasticity tells us, shows us, explains to us how we can rewire. And if you've listened to the episode before this, so 163, I was talking all about BWRT and how it works. And you will, if you haven't listened to that episode, I really recommend you go and check it out because it shows you how you can change your beliefs. And obviously we're talking about money here, but this could be about anything. And then from that point, you're just gonna create new beliefs. And this is really fun because this is like taking your magic wand and saying, okay, I'm writing a new book now. I'm writing a new story. What do I want? What do I want to think about money? How do I want to feel? And you get complete control over that. And control is one of those human traits that we are always striving for. A lack of control can really mess your psyche up because you can feel anxious, you can feel fearful, you can feel doubt. And I guess a lot of the time with manifestation, when we don't feel in control, when things aren't showing up, that can make us feel really uneasy. So BWRT and hypnosis are two amazing ways of creating those new beliefs. And if you want to know anything more about those, then contact me on Instagram. So send me a DM or drop me an email. Or actually, if you go through my website, you can find out even more about BWRT. And it's just victoriamaskell.com. And there's a little contact box on there as well. So if you ever want to ask any questions, book a free consultation, just go for it. Please feel free to do that. Now, I'm just going to pause for a second and let you know that on the 1st of June, the 10-day manifesting challenge is back. So if you haven't taken part in the 10-day manifesting challenge, then this is the perfect time to do it. I've also added three extra bonuses to this 10-day manifesting challenge. Now, the way this works is each day you receive an audio that talks you through one of 10 steps to help you get rid of doubt, 
get rid of those limiting beliefs and feel really confident in what you want to manifest and how you are going to manifest it. So each day you are sent an audio and there is an action step with that. At the end of the 10 days, there is also a live Q&A with me where you can answer all of your questions no, I answer your questions, where you can ask all of your questions, you can join live, there's also a replay, plus everyone who joins the 10 day manifesting challenge has the chance to win a one-to-one session with me. Now, this time round, I've also added three brand new bonuses. So even if you've done the 10 day manifesting challenge before, you might want to join again this round to get those three bonuses, to get um, the live Q&A, and to be in with a chance to win a one-to-one with me. So if this is something that you're like, hmm, this sounds good, this has come at a good time, we're starting on the 1st of June uh, 2020, just in case you're listening to this in the future. Wait, would that be in the future? In the future, but then this would be in the past. Okay, um, I'll make sure to leave the links in the show notes or if you go to my Instagram, I will make sure those links are up there. Um, I'd love to see you as part of the challenge. I've had such amazing feedback, people having so many downloads, really enjoying that sort of daily content where they know what they need to do and I would love you to be part of it. Okay, next question then. Right, lots of questions around angel numbers, repeating patterns, um, and if you don't know what those are, it's things like when you see 111 or 222 or 2222. My favourite one is 444. Now, if you Google this, if you Google what does 777 mean, what does 222 mean, there is lots of stuff out there about what it means. So I'm going to tell you that first because you might want to go and look at that. And I, But I want to add an extra bit to this because I actually think the more I look into this, the more I understand it for myself, the more I kind of talk to clients about this. I think these angel numbers are very much different for everyone. Yes, I think there are patterns and yes, I think there are um, similarities because we're all connected. We are not as separate as we think we are. But I think there is a really important answer to this, which is about the understanding of intuition. So have you been seeing 111, 1111, 444? Now 444 is my absolute favourite. And I say it's my favourite because it always shows up exactly when I need it. For me, for me personally, 444 means you're doing really well. Keep going. We're supporting you. You're doing it. That's it. It's all working out. Now, for someone else, 444 might show up at different points. So if you've been seeing angel numbers, what I want you to do is I want you to start looking at links and triggers. So what I mean by that is when you start seeing these, how are you feeling in that moment? I often find that I see 444 one of two times, either when I'm doubting, I'm questioning. You know, I quite often see it like when I'm driving. So I might be... I don't know about anyone else, but when I'm driving, I I think about stuff. Like, well, obviously I think about stuff, I've got to drive. Well, actually, no, there's the funny thing. Because it becomes an automatic skill, you don't really have that much conscious um, awareness and conscious thinking when you drive. It's it, A lot of it has gone over to your subconscious. But I start asking myself questions and I start planning things and I start thinking, oh, why do I do that? I'm basically journaling in my head. And a lot of the time, I see 444, whether that is... I look down, 
I, my eyes are pulled down because my subconscious is going, come on, you need to look at this, you need to see this. And I might see that I'm driving at 44 miles an hour. Or my uh, myelometer, is that the right word? The thing that tells you how many miles you've got left in your car versus how many miles you've driven in your car, those things. They might have 444 in them or 141414 or something like that. So number one, I believe that your subconscious always knows what you need to see and your subconscious can see and notice everything. Now, when you become aware of that, so when it gets into your conscious mind, that is because your subconscious has said, you need to see this right now. So the fact that you're seeing repeating numbers and patterns is because you need to see them. There's a meaning, your intuition is telling you something. Now, personally, I think that is the bit that's different for everyone. So one of my clients might see 444 and that means something completely different to how I see it because it shows up at a different time for them. Maybe it's when they're really doubting things versus for me, it's when I've asked a question and I'm like, I just need a bit of guidance that I'm on the right lines with this. Now you could say that they're very similar, but what I invite you to do is just to look for your own signs and links. So look for when you notice these things and ask yourself, right, what was I thinking at that point? What was happening? Um, I remember having a conversation with um, one of the mentors in the Lifestyle Lab, um, which is a group that I work with. Um, They're really, really awesome. Go and check them out. Um, they are just called The Lifestyle Lab. And she was saying to me, oh, Victoria, I really want to know more about angel numbers. And I think from memory, she was saying she kept seeing 1122 when she was having, now, arguments is not the right word, but um, debates with her partner, arguments with her partner, not arguments as in they were in a bad relationship, but, but kind of discussions with. And I said to her, okay, well, if I look at the numbers 1122, That suggests to me that there are two people. Each of them is really focused on what they think and their viewpoint. They're in alignment, they're congruent because the numbers are one, one and then two, two, but they're out of alignment with each other because a one is different to a two. And I just said that to her and she was like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. I keep seeing these numbers when we're having these discussions and when this is happening and when we're that. Now, Obviously, that's just my interpretation of it, but I invite you to find the same thing, to look for how you're feeling, what it means. Keep a list, make a list in your phone. Um, I suppose, uh, what's the word? Traditionally, 888 is linked to money because in certain cultures, the number eight is meant for abundance and money and financial wealth and all of that stuff. So different people from different cultures might have different ideas. But the point is you need to find out what yours are to really understand it. So I hope that one helps. Okay, next question. Right, how to maintain manifesting energy or positivity in the long term? Now this person, this one was a little bit more specific. So what they were basically talking about was they felt like they could focus for a week or two and then they lost focus or direction with their manifesting or their manifesting powers or keeping their positivity. And I hope that everyone listening to this podcast, if you follow me on Instagram, if you've ever taken any of my courses, I hope you know that I really do focus on positivity, positive mindset, but not at the detriment of being a human being having emotions and not feeling like you have to be bouncing off the wall walls every single second of the day. 
Now, a little while ago, I posted something on my Instagram that was basically me saying, I've had a little bit of a bad day. Now, nothing bad, nothing awful had happened. I'm absolutely fine, I promise. But I wanted to share that because I would never want anyone to look at my stuff, look at my content and go, oh, there's no way I could be as positive as Victoria. Because I definitely have grumpy moments and I definitely have days where I feel a little bit sad, but they're 2% of, of me. They're 2% of my personality and my day, but I'm human and I think emotions are really good. If you are feeling, so let me, let me pull it back to this question. So the first thing I wanna say is, do not feel like you have to be superwoman especially if you're starting off with changes to your mindset and manifestation, it's gonna feel a little bit different. It's going to feel a little bit alien at first and it's absolutely okay to feel a bit tired, to lose a bit of direction, to have a bit of a change in your positivity because that's being normal. Often as well, it's the universe showing you contrast. So contrast is when there are things in our environment that we don't like that we notice. We have an argument with our partner. Um, we don't feel good in our body. Uh, maybe we've got some minor health concerns or we're feeling a bit frustrated or we're not feeling clear on something. That contrast is really important because in the same way that you wouldn't appreciate a beautiful, clear, warm, sunny day without knowing that some days are cold or snowy or gray or rainy, it's the contrast that is there to show you what you do want and how good that feels. So if you are losing a little bit of energy or if you think, oh my gosh, I can't maintain this, first of all, know that that is okay. It's okay to have doubts. But what you don't wanna do is give it long-term power and attention. So imagine you were, what could we be manifesting? Let's imagine you're manifesting your dream partner, okay? Because we haven't talked about that much in this episode and you have this clear vision of them, you know who they are, you know how they make you feel, you know all of the various attributes and feelings and emotions and all of those qualities, and you can see yourself with them and you can just feel it. And then you just have a day where you go, well, where are they? Why have I been on these bad dates? Why is this not showing up? I don't understand. That's completely normal. There's no need for the toxic positivity of, oh my God, don't think that way. Just go, okay, that's how I'm feeling. I'm feeling a bit frustrated. I'm feeling some doubt and that is normal and that's okay. But what you wanna do then is go, okay, that's how I'm feeling. Do I want to feel like that? Not really, it's not a very nice feeling. Does that feeling link with the vibration and the energy of how I wanna feel when I'm with someone and in an amazing partnership? No, probably not. Okay then, so let's choose a different feeling. Now what you don't have to do is directly focus back in on relationships. You might then start saying, oh, I'm gonna go for a walk, I'm gonna call a friend, I'm gonna have a nap, I'm gonna read a book, I'm gonna go for a run, I'm gonna do something distracting, I'm gonna choose a different thought, I'm gonna think a different way, and what that does is it means you don't spiral into completely losing focus or completely switching direction. The other thing I wanna say with this is check in with yourself. You know, ask yourself, when I'm in that manifesting energy, that positivity, what is it that lowers my energy? Is it um, a circumstance? Is it a time frame when something hasn't shown up yet? Is it a fear that it's not gonna happen, a fear that it's taking too long? 
Ask yourself all those questions so that you can really identify what's triggering it, because if you know that, you can start to change it. And I'd also say, ask yourself, do I really want this? And also ask yourself, do I believe I can have this? So imagine this example of this beautiful partnership. The two of you are so aligned. You laugh, you have fun, you're on the same page. You enjoy interesting conversation. Do you believe you can have that? Do you believe that you are worthy of that, that it's meant for you, that that's good for you? Because if you've got any self-limiting beliefs here, if you've got fears and doubts of not being good enough or not being worthy, or if you've had previous relationships that aren't anywhere near that, then you need to go back to those limiting beliefs because they're the ones that are self-sabotaging you. Wait, they're sabotaging you. You can't self-sabotage you. There's too many selves in there. But really think about that. Go back dig into it, what's lowering my energy, what are the beliefs I'm having right now, do I believe it's possible, do I believe I can have it, do I believe in manifestation for example, and it might be that you just, when you get a little bit tired or stressed, you you hear that kind of thought gremlin coming up going, but is this going to happen, oh it never works out for you, and actually that's where you need to work, so I hope that helps and answers the question, I'm just going to answer one more, okay, Right, um, now I've written in my notes, C notes. So I hope I've written enough of the question here. Um, right, so the question is, I think there's, right, there's two parts to this. If I desire something, does it mean it's meant for me? And then, oh, I love this, yeah. If you can't get it wrong, and what is meant for you will come, what's the point in manifesting? Such a good question, right. I want to unpack this a little bit. Okay, so the question is, if I desire something, does it mean it's meant for me? And if you can't get it wrong, and what is meant for you will come, what is the point in manifesting? Right. The first thing I want to say on this is, remember that you can't not manifest. You, when you're awake, are always a magnet. Your thoughts, your feelings, your vibration, your energy is a magnet for things to come to you. So you're always doing it. So what it's actually about is about being intentional and it's about needing to be aligned with the thing that you actually want to be able to see that showing up in your reality. So with that second bit about like, if you can't get it wrong and it's meant for you, what's the point in manifesting? Actually, let's flip that on its head and say, that's exactly how you want to be. Because if you're in a place where you think, I can't get this wrong, and what for meant what is meant for me will come there's no resistance there's no doubt there's no fears but that doesn't mean you don't take any action and this is the difference some people go oh well i'll just sit on the sofa then and manifest a million pounds now technically yeah you probably could do that actually if you think about the science of it but generally speaking there has to be some form of action for you to create that million pounds. Now, that could be work, that could be investing, that could be playing the lottery, but it could also be something as simple as a conversation. Now, I remember, I don't remember the book, and that's really annoying me, and I wanna say it's a Joe Dispenza book, but I could be wrong, and I'm gonna paraphrase it, but basically there was this example of a group of people and they were talking about mindset and manifestation and that one of the people in the group was a little bit of a skeptic and and he said skeptic that's not a word skeptic and he said something like 
and they all had to they all had to go around in the circle and they had to um say something that they wanted to manifest and i think he was kind of like well all right then i'm going to manifest a million pounds with a sort of tongue in cheek yeah right kind of attitude now the exact elements of the story, I can't remember. I'll see if I can find the book it's in. But as part of this circle, there was another person. And that person started a conversation with him. And it turns out that that second person's dad owned a company. And he was looking for um, someone to join the product team. Then, gosh, I'm, I'm literally making this up from my schemas, but the, 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 the vein of it is completely true and what happened. Basically, flash forward to a very short period of time, the first guy had made a million dollars. And he'd made that because of the conversation with the other person, which led to a chain event of something else, which led to something else, and then the money showed up. So the point here being, manifestation can be so easy. When you can sit in that feeling of, I can't get it wrong, everything that's meant for me will come to me, you allow things in. You remove the doubt but you're still taking action. Because you're always manifesting, you might as well be intentional about it. You might as well actually make choices. You might actually say, okay, that belief isn't serving me because what I really want is this, or this has given me contrast, so now I know I wanna feel like this, so I'm going to choose to have that now. And I would say, why not do that sooner and in the easiest possible way? If ultimately everything is going to be okay, if ultimately you're going to be happy, healthy, well, whatever that looks like, why not have that now? Why not intentionally create that? And I think really it's it's more about what is meant for you is, oh yeah, that's it, let me say it this way. What is meant for you is more about removing doubt they're not taking any action. And it's about working with the universe, God, whatever you like to call that, and seeing yourself as a co-creator. So I would say go back to the science of it, go back to the process of it, realize how this works and say, actually, do you know what? I'm just gonna choose. The point of manifesting is to get things sooner, is to experience more positivity, it's to feel good. And actually, you're always gonna manifest, but you get to choose whether that's something you want or something you don't want. And then that first bit about, if I desire something, does it mean it's meant for me? I think that's such a great question. So my take on this is, if you desire something, it's something that is meant for you in that moment. Now, is that something that's meant for you for the whole of your life? Maybe, but also maybe not. Because we change and we evolve, who we are changes, the circumstances we're in change. So if you think about someone's career path, okay, you might be wanting to get your first job. And that first job might represent you feeling successful, you bringing in money, you feeling really adult and really good about yourself. So you might be really desiring, so my first job was, was catering. I was a waitress and I loved it. Now, it was meant for me in that moment. I think it gave me a lot of confidence actually. It kept me really active. I felt like every month when I got paid, I was like, oh my God, this is so amazing. I'm making money, I'm gonna count it, I'm gonna do this. It was amazing. That role wasn't right for me forever and that's just, my personal preference, it just wasn't right for me. There was another step, there was a next goal, there was a next thing. 
So I think if you desire something, it's because it will give you something. It will give you a feeling. Um, I'm potentially about to purchase a bag tonight. Not an expensive bag, don't worry. But I'm umming and ahhing over it because there's two I want. There's a pink one and a lilac one. And I was thinking about this last night. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I really want that bag. Because, so I des- that's something I desire. Because it's going to, in my mind, make me feel good. It might go perfectly with an outfit. It might mean that if I travel somewhere, I can fit everything into it perfectly and I feel really organized and really put together. Now, are there other bags? Yes. Could I feel those exact same feelings with a handbag I already have? Yes, probably, although I don't have a pink one or a lilac one, so I clearly need those. So, These are maybe slightly trivial examples and whoever um, set this question might be thinking of something a bit bigger. But the point I want to get across is, yes, if you desire something, it's meant for you. But don't get too attached to that idea that it has to be forever. You're allowed to change. You're allowed to change your ideas, your opinions. You're allowed to travel. You're allowed to change relationships or friendships or whatever. But it's meant for you in that it will give you something, whether that's clarity whether that's contrast, whether that's a good feeling, but there will be something positive to take from it. Okay, I will pull this episode to an end because that's a lot of questions and I've been probably talking for a very long time. I hope you've enjoyed this. Don't forget that on the 1st of June, the 10 day manifesting challenge is back with those extra bonuses, the chance to win a one-to-one session with me, that live Q&A. If you're listening to this and you think, do you know what? My friend would absolutely love that. Please share it with them. Share the episode, share the information, and I will be back very soon for another episode.